The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. So, Cal Thomas is joined tonight by Larry Donnelly with Marion McKeown away. Uh, Larry, of course, law lecturer at NUIG and columnist with journal.ie. Larry, what sort of welcome would you expect Ireland and particularly the people of Clare to give Donald Trump, the former US president, when he arrives tomorrow? Well, if you would ask the average Irish person, Matt, I'd say that they are not too happy uh, that Donald Trump is visiting. I mean, he's overwhelmingly uh, unpopular in this country. Uh, I will say, however, that in the village of Doonbeg, and I was down there, Matt, doing some coverage uh, in 2019 when Donald Trump was there, uh, you'd have to work pretty hard to find somebody uh, with a lot of negative things to say about Donald Trump. I mean, from their point of view, uh, like it or not, and I know some people do stand in judgment of the assessment of the people of Doonbeg, but from their point of view, uh, in that isolated rural community, uh, Donald Trump has been something of a godsend with the two to 300 jobs um, that he has created there on the ground. So uh, I think he'll get a reasonable reception there. But, I, I, you know, again, I think most of this uh, is going to be private. It's going to be on the golf course. It's going to be in the resort. Uh, so this is, you know, a visit that's going to be very, very different in tenor, uh, obviously, to the recent visit of President Biden and also uh, of, the, of the visit of Donald Trump in 2019 when he was president. Carl Thomas, what would you expect of our welcome for the former president? Well, from what I've read, uh, from what you've sent me and I've read in the Irish media, uh, it's going to be pretty low-key. Obviously, the security will still be there, but it will be nothing like the security for a uh, visiting uh, and incumbent president. Uh, It's only going to be a couple of three days. Uh, He's going to his own hotel, as Larry said. Uh, The local people are very happy. 300, I think, uh, are employed. Uh, at that uh, location. And uh, I think a lot of people are kind of over Donald Trump in the world. Uh, I mean, we're not over him here, unfortunately, but uh, uh, I think, uh, you know, most most Irish people, I think, won't pay much attention to it. Larry, how much authority should we allow the American Secret Service have in offering him protection? Because you get the impression at times when presidents and former presidents arrive. It's like even our own Garda Shikona are treated as second-class safety officers. Yeah, man, I have to say that this kind of sits uneasily with me as somebody who can see both sides of the fence on this one. Uh, It does seem to me, you know, certainly in the context of a sitting president, but also a former president, uh, that the Secret Service makes an awful lot uh, of demands. And some of those demands, I have to say, aren't in cultural tune, uh, certainly with this jurisdiction. I can't speak to everywhere else. But uh, the realpolitik of the situation is that the United States is the United States. It is a hugely powerful country, uh, and that, uh, by and large, they expect to, when they come to a, an ally like Ireland, they expect to uh, get their way. And, of course, um, the security concerns they have for the president or, or former president of the United States uh, are absolutely massive. It's something that people uh, in Ireland are totally unfamiliar or unaccustomed to, uh, but I think that they do have good reason, they're, they're valid reasons for uh, protecting presidents and former presidents of the United States. But again, uh, I think some of the heavy handedness uh, does rub me the wrong way, and I can fully understand why members of the gods and even or, you know ordinary citizens might say, uh, in one sense, who do they think they are? Yeah, pushing people out of the way, as we saw, you know, when Joe Biden was here recently. Just sticking with Trump, though, uh, Cal, what's this? Is CNN trying to uh, push into Fox News territory by trying to exploit the Trump popularity for ratings? Excellent uh, uh, position, Matt. I think you're absolutely right. 
there's been a policy at Fox News to diminish the coverage of Donald Trump, and even uh, one of his kids is complaining that they don't call him anymore. CNN is picking up on this, I think, for ratings reasons. There's no question that when Trump is on television, certainly his... Uh, his followers, his cult-like followers, uh, tune in to hear what, he, what he's going to say. But I think uh, the host of the town hall needs to confront him with uh, some ultimate questions. Among them, you continue to say, Mr. Trump, that, the la- that your uh, 2020 election was stolen, yet there has been no evidence, no judge, including judges you have appointed to a federal office, has signed off on these statements. Are you ready now to concede that the election was legitimate and move on from here? I'd love to hear that question, and I'd like to hear his answer. Okay, let's move on. Carl, I want to stay, stay with you. Um, how worried are you about the f- stability of the American banking system? Because now we have another major bank in trouble, First Republic. Yes, uh, this from the Wall Street Journal in today's paper. Three of the four largest U.S. bank failures have occurred in the past two months. First Republic, with $233 billion in assets at the end of the first quarter, ranks just behind the 2008 collapse of Washington Mutual. And then, of course, we had the uh, Signature Bank Silicon, and the New York-based uh, uh, bank and the uh, uh, Silicon Valley Bank as well. Accompanying that is the dollar is now worse off to its worst start since 2018. I think we're very close to a recession in this country. We have a $31.4 trillion debt. We have threats now from the Treasury Department that if the politicians don't raise the debt limit again, then we're going to default on our obligations, and that's going to send our economy and, in fact, the world economy into a tailspin. Uh, So if there is a recession, I think that is not going to bode well for President Biden's uh, re-election because, as everyone knows, the economy is the number one issue uh, for the American people. Yeah, Larry, how much fear would you have for the U.S. economy, particularly if we have now this run on a number of banks? Yeah, I mean, it's very real. And I think it's very frightening in terms of what happened with this bank that clearly was depositors were panicking uh, and fleeing the bank. Uh, and again, the risk of contagion, you know, again, it, it's out there. And obviously, this has the capacity to totally overwhelm what now seem like some sort of political realities with respect to the potential uh, for a Donald Trump comeback. If the economy does go very south, uh, obviously, a lot, awful lot of Americans are going to hold uh, Joe Biden uh, accountable for that, even though he may have not had a huge hand or part in it. But it does have the capacity to upend things. I just want to jump in very quickly, Matt, on something um, that I probably might stake a little bit more to the right uh, than Callan. And this is with respect to what you were just asking about uh, the CNN uh, pro town hall. Uh, The reality is some of my friends on the left, I think, are a little bit delusional here when they say we can't platform Donald Trump. Yes, absolutely, CNN should take him on. But certainly, uh, Donald Trump is in all likelihood going to be the Republican nominee for president. Uh, Even whatever CNN's reasoning for having him on the program, uh, I think it certainly warrants coverage. I think it certainly warrants a town hall. It certainly warrants him uh, being questioned. And I hope that he's just the first uh, of all of the presidential candidates who likewise be scrutinized. I want to stay with you for a moment, Larry. Tell us about Columbia University's plan to have special graduations based on students' race and sexual orientation. What does that mean? How does that influence graduation ceremonies? 
Yeah, as I understand it, Matt, I mean, this is something when I looked at it originally, I mean, I suppose viscerally, I kind of say, look, we're all all these students, these young people are graduates of Columbia University. Why would they be divided on any characteristic other than the fact uh, that they're graduates of the university? Uh, However, it is it seems like these are, I suppose, supplemental ceremonies that will recognize uh, various groups, you know, people uh, of the LGBT community, people from various minority groups. Um, You know, look, I don't have any issue with that. I think that that's fine. But I do have a little bit, it just doesn't sit necessarily very easy with me uh, when you're separating graduates. And again, that's what they are on that day. They're graduates uh, when you're separating them by identity. So this doesn't really sit uh, all that well with me, to be frank. Surely, Carl, the only segregation should be according to the results that you earned in getting your degree. Yeah, well, we're doing away with that, too, now, Matt. Uh, many, many schools now are, are getting rid of valedictorians and salutatorians because it makes uh, people who have not accomplished as much academically feel bad. You know, we had this 1954 Brown versus Board of Education separate but equal ruling, which said separate is not equal. Our national motto is e pluribus unum, out of many, one. And I fear that we are rapidly moving into another area of out of one, many. Uh, this is supposed to be the United States of America, not the divided states of America. We're to be supposed to be known by more than gender or sexual orientation or race or these other things. There are people who benefit from keeping us divided, and the universities, unfortunately, have kowtowed to uh, this woke environment that seems to be sweeping the country from politics to Disney. Larry, you're a law lecturer at NUI Galway. I mean, surely... If there's to be any distinction between graduates, it's on the basis of who got first class honours or who got merit or whatever and who didn't rather than anything else. Or is it getting to a situation and be a bit like primary school sports day where there's a medal for everybody who participated, whether they win or not? Yeah, I mean, look, you know, graduation ceremonies don't really implicate a lot of uh, legalities. But uh, the point, I think, is well made. Look, graduation is graduation. And as you say, academic merit, obviously, is something uh, to display. And anyone, let's be frank, uh, anyone who graduates from Columbia University and Ivy League school uh, has an awful lot to celebrate. So why don't they all celebrate together uh, and have one graduation? Now, I can understand if they want to have separate events, uh, you know, for various communities. I could completely get that because they're historically underrepresented, etc. Etc. But graduation should mean graduation and graduation for everyone. Thank you, Larry Donnelly and Cal Thomas. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4 30.